this is sexually explicit. No, that's a lie. It's only sexually related. But still, if you're not 18, um, move along now. Hi, and thank you for downloading another episode. Uh, I'm, I'm really honored that, uh, that people have been uh, leaving comments on, on Formspring. If you go to massacast.com, you can you can see questions people ask. In fact, almost every episode, I, I've been asking a pool of questions that come from you, and that's very, very helpful. And a big thanks to those of you who have donated to the podcast and to those of you who have uh, rated and made comments on the uh, podcast website. I have to mention that uh, Saad and I will be uh, guest speakers, maybe part of a roundtable discussion. That's probably more like it. Uh, the Creating and Living Positive BDSM and Kinky Lifestyle Relationships... It's a, a two-day workshop at uh, Glint Studio here in New York. Uh, starts Saturday, May 28th, so that's very soon. Or in, in, unless you're listening to this in the future, then it's in the past. Uh, I'm as confused as you are. But it, it's actually May 28th and May 29th. Saad and I will be uh, there on the 29th. And uh, who knows, might even be there 28th. You just have to show up and see. But it's uh, well, the, the details are on the uh, Massacast website, massacast.com, or you can also... Uh, find the Massacast profile on FetLife and look at the upcoming events that uh, I'll be going to. So it's going to be a lot of fun and, and a great uh, learning experience. This episode, I'm going to talk to my friend Maya, who I've talked to many times, but <laughs> but we've never been able to actually sit down and have a one-on-one conversation like this. So the, the cool thing is, is, the first time we're actually doing it is in front of the mic. Uh, whenever we've sat down and talked before, there's always been a lot of people going on or it's been really busy. So this was a lot of fun to be able to sit down and spend some time with her. Thanks for coming. Thanks. Thanks for the cookies. Oh, my pleasure. So, uh, we should describe the cookies. Why did you make? <laughs> why did you bring the cookies again? I, I think I've had to reschedule on you like four times at this point. Cookies seemed right. But that's not. See, it's not like I was like, oh, that bitch. You know, I wasn't. But even if you weren't, right? Yet I still had to bring cookies. It's a guilt thing. It's it's the internal. I don't know what it is. I, you did not have to bring cookies. But I did. However, no. we'll just say this right now. So far, you've brought more than any other guest has ever brought. You hear that? This is a challenge. That's right. It's a challenge. But you, you are, you, I've always found you very fascinating. You always have a great opinion on, on things. And uh, this, is, this is perfect. And you bring cookies. So what's not to love? So right? I have opinions on things? Yes. I don't, I, I guess I, I know, do. I know, I um, know. Well, first off, how long have you been in the kink scene here in New York? Oh, oh, oh. Terrible first question. Um, Why is that Because terrible... I'm so bad at arithmetic and time. Okay. Those well, are my two let's, weak points. Let's do this. Let's go um, back. When did you first start getting into the kinky scene here? Nate? Um, so I came to New York for school and uh, and I kind of fell in with the Conversio Virium crowd. Right. Um, which at that point was a very small crowd. It was like two people. Um, and then the Ann Coulter thing happened. And then our ranks just, just grew exponentially. What Ann Coulter thing? I don't know. Oh, are you kidding? I you don't no know idea. about this? No. Oh my God. Okay. So... Um, but wait, you have to ask me your classic question because... How did you first realize you were kinky? Okay, we'll get into that. But first, you, you've already baited us with, with this question. Okay. Okay, fine. Well, it's... it. Okay. The end. Okay, thing. fine. How do I... I can no, tell, no, 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 no. I it's can tell... Fine. How did... I can tell that you've, you've already... You've already set yourself up for the how did this you... This is like the narrative. Okay. It's gotta be... Let's, go, let's go with the narrative. There's a way to do this. You are no. driving this train. <laughs> Let's go. How did you first realize you were kinky? So, um, so the way that I know you is through our friend, Sarah Lee. Right. And the way that I met her was doing theater. Um, and we both had live journals. Mm-hmm. And we 
over a summer, I think, were like constantly commenting on each other's live journals. And she had an internet friend um, who's who I think will not be upset to have me call him Bear on here. That it that yeah, Bear. Um, and uh, and he was a friend of hers and saw that I commented a bunch and so started commenting on my live journal. Live journal. Um, by the end of the summer, I had a huge crush on him. This is like, you know, the summer after like my freshman year or right. something like that. Yeah, that sounds You've been right. 19 or something. Something like right. that. Time. Time no, okay. and math. Oh, I'm sorry. Not good. Okay. Um, Unless you're 19 and, uh, now, then there's no, no way. No, okay. no, Um, But, uh, so I had this huge crush on him and, um, and then he said he was going to come to New York for visit. And I said, Sarah, this is very exciting. Bear is coming to New York for visit. And she said, yes, it is. And I said, I'd really like to get to know Bear better. Because I have a huge crush on him. And she said, uh, yeah, that's great. I think that you guys would make great friends. And we, like, neither of us were telling the other person how bad we had it for this guy. So both and, of you had it bad for him? Well, as it turns out, I found this out later. I can't, I can't, no spoilers. So he comes to, he comes to New York and, um, cause the reveal is so good. So he comes to New York and, um, and he was telling us how he was like so nervous to come to a city. He's from a pretty rural area. He's like tall buildings make me nervous. Mm -hmm. What kind of tall buildings? Turns out the buildings at Columbia were like, you know, qualified to be tall. And no, like, yeah, I totally freaky. agree. Yeah. Um, and, and this just wasn't my experience. So it was just, you know, to kind of watch him kind of implode on himself a little bit. And he's a, you know, he's a pretty you know, broad-shouldered, barrel-chested kind of guy. Yeah. And he was kind of uh, nervous. And Sarah had a project to do for class. And uh, and she said, you, um, you go hang out with him. Um, yeah, I'll be done tomorrow. And uh, yeah, you guys, um, you guys hang out tonight. I was like, really? Was like, yeah. And that's how she said it? Basically, okay. something, yeah, it was like, and, and we kind of were doing the little check, like, we were both so happy to see him, and so it was a little bit more bubbly than that, but we were kind of like, yeah, no, this is, yeah, it's great, you know, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow, is it's cool, yeah, yeah, it's cool, it's fine, yeah. and, um, and so, you know, Bear and I went to go watch a movie, quote unquote, air quotes, and, um, and like, ended up kind of hooking up, but like, not, you know, this is, of course, like, according to my, you know, still high schoolish understanding of what you know like i was like well we didn't hook up a lot but we hooked up a little but then um, <laughs> i thought it was a binary state hooking up is you're, you're either hooking up or you're not hooking up no i was like it's like this base and that but you know oh, so it was sure, like yeah so you know it was it was definitely like first date kind of fair but um at one point i reached over to tickle him and i scratched him really hard by accident and he made a sound that was not laughing mm -hmm. because i had scratched him i had clearly hurt him but he liked it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no freaking way. Hold on. So I scratched him again. Mm -hmm. So the following morning, um, I returned Bear to Sarah with this huge network of scratches all over his back. Like, right. I thought that they were scars. They were raised. Yeah. In, and I was like, there's no way I did that. And he was like, scratch my arm again. You'll see. Right. And I did. And I was like, Whoa. God, this is awesome. And um, and so the deal was that, you know, at, this was obviously this happened in a dorm. And so you couldn't like he was a guest and he couldn't get into a dorm unless someone had signed him in. Yeah. So the idea was I was actually leaving town that day. So I would so I arranged to meet Sarah in the middle of campus. And we basically had like an exchange like like I I gave him to her and was like, 
here he is. There are marks where he likes to be touched. Wait, so, and you, go, so that you, happened. You, told him, you told Sarah this. You said, there are marks on him where he likes to be touched. You said it like this, as if, so you can touch him there as well? Uh, but like, sort of in a like, I can't believe I'm even saying this, yeah. but, you know, and she kind of was like, oh, cool. Wow. Great. And then, you know, she walked away. Yeah. And I, you know, go about my day, kind of, you know, squeeing all the while yeah. and kind of check in with her later by email and was like, you know, hey, is this, you know, I, that was a little intense. Are you okay? And she was like, yeah, I'm totally fine. Bear's great too. We're great. You know, yeah. and everything was like totally fantastically like sort of, I can't, we're both hooking up the same dude, apparently. Like, right. I don't even know how that was a thing. And, um, we were like, we must be great friends, you know? And, um, and you share everything, but this was like mind blowing. Yeah. And then I got back to New York and it was pretty clear that, um, like I, I went to go hang out with them and, and we, we watched a movie, but we watched it like in silence. Mm -hmm. Like it was pretty clear that something had gone down. Yeah. And you know, we, you know, the next day we bring Bear to the bus station and he goes home and, and the two of us are kind of like, like she kind of feels bad because she felt like she had, you know, sort of taken away time that I could have spent with him or whatever, yeah. you know, but like, and, but yeah, you know, I kind of like, no, it's fine, but are you okay? Yeah. And we're talking in her, in her dorm room about this. And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. And he's fine. And it's fine now, but things got a little intense. And I was like, why? And then she folded back her sheet to show me these strips of fabric that she had tied around the four corners of her bed right. to hold bear down strips of fabric. Incidentally that I had given her <laughs> um, <laughs> because they were scraps from a show that I was working on. Um, and, uh, and I was like, Whoa. W uh, mm, you tied him down and so you were hurting him and I was hurting him. I was like, so what, do you, what are you telling me? And she's like, I'm kinky. Hey. You know, he came here to explore kink. Yeah. And we were going to kind of do this together and it was kind of a first run and it just got really, really intense. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so then we were doing a lot of, you know, taking care of each other and making sure that we were both okay. And then that was like around when you came back. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, sure. Fine. Do, you know, do what you got to do. Fine. Um, but I hurt him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was awesome. And she was like, well there you are. Yeah. And then I was like, well, shit. <laughs> so now then, no one is going to date me. So, wait, so, like, so you were immediately, you thought, wait, that makes me kinky too. Right. Right. And then which you hadn't identified as kinky before. I didn't like, I mean, I didn't understand the concept of kink as an identity. Yeah. Like, you know, in my mind it was, I, I didn't even know what the word kinky meant. I remember my friend using it like way earlier and I thought it had something to do with like pleather and that was it <laughs> pleather it does but right. it can which PS is PVC as it turns out mm -hmm. but I was like yeah it's these people and they wear very squeaky clothes um but <laughs> like you know that um that was my only understanding of it and I was like but you're not terrifying you yeah. know and and as it turns out she can be very terrifying when yeah. she wants to be but yeah. like you know um you know that, and so it was totally mind blowing. And then, um, maybe about a week, two weeks later, I I met my partner. I met Tier. Um, and so that sort of 
made that a moot point for a while about like shit well who's gonna date me now now how am i gonna say look but you have to be very nice and you have to be jewish and you have to be he's not jewish um that was another story um and you have to be kinky now apparently what does that even mean yeah um so i so i did sort of like accidentally evade the question but there you are well okay well well so let's uh so you you met him you said a week after you realized you were kinky did you know he was kinky um no so how did that happen? Um, I went home with him yeah. from a cast party um, from the same... Right, so the, those strips of fabric, mm-hmm. costumes from a show I was working on. He was working on it. Hadn't met him before. The show was absolutely shit awful. Right. So bad. So just gonna crawl in a hole and die forever bad. Um, you thought, this is a great thing to base a relationship on. No. I, he. I didn't know him. Right, he, right. he was like so far away in terms of... Um, in terms of like the spheres that we were working in. Um, and I decided to go drink with the crew because I just didn't want to be around the cast. I didn't want to look them in the eye. Oh, God. And, um, and he was like the only one who wasn't making fun of me in, uh, of our group. Um, and I went home with him and there were chains on his walls. And I was like, well, that's interesting. I wonder. And then... Are these load-bearing chains? <laughs> what is this for? No, no, as it turns out, they were, they were decorative. Yeah. But, um... And they were, yeah, they were like, you know, held up with thumbtacks. But I was like, huh, I may have accidentally found a very interesting thing right here, right now. Yeah. So, so I kind of stuck around. All of a sudden you're thinking everybody in New York is kinky. No. No, no, no. no. You didn't think that? Um, but, you know, it's definitely, I mean, you know, you hear a lot of people saying, you know, like, well, if you're kinky and you want to know where to meet kinky people and you don't really know how to go about it or you're like from a small town or something, start with the theater kids. You really think, is, is oh, it really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And not just, I mean, I don't know about in any kind of formalized way, but like, I mean, the reason that I, that I got interested in theater, you know, at a pretty young age was like, you got to do things that were very powerful. You know, and also there was some kind of there was like you got to meet all these cool people who had a knack for like figuring out a good way to do this. You know, how are we going to make it look like you're bleeding on stage? How are we going to make it look like, you know, this suddenly appeared? How are we going to make this disappear? And so it's like between the craft and the, you know, exploring things that are very, very powerful or very, very dark. It kind of just rolls. Well, both theater and BDSM have similar Vocabulary too, right? Like both have scenes. Yeah, but I'll, that gets confusing. Right, but also like the other day, Saad said she was gonna cane me on my stage left. <laughs> so I was like, does that mean? I always get those confused. But then eventually I find out, you know. But well, wait, were there people watching? No, no, I was saying. Okay. Telling my made up. But um, so how did you find out he was kinky? Other than the chains, I mean, obviously you hooked up. Did you um, fully hook up or did you partially hook up? Um, Eventually you hooked up. You don't have to go into detail. <laughs> but it's safe um, to say you've well, been... No, look, he, he said a few things. We were also incredibly drunk. Yeah. I had never just gone home with someone before. Yeah. Um, and, I, and his line, by the way, sorry, internet, his line was, I have single, meaning I have a, like, I'm the only one in my dorm right you know and i was like well time to go so um i have a single yeah because we i mean we were like a slurring right um and uh and i was like wow i'm finally the crazy college student that i always dreamed i'd Mm -hmm. be um and 
I'm not going to tell you what he said. Okay. But I was like, you sound like a person who might be into this stuff mm-hmm. too. But so, um, you know, and it, and, and we kind of slowly but surely started spending all our time together as you do when you, you know, sort of meet someone who you're, who you suddenly are in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, and as it turns out, we're both switches, but that took a while to figure out. That's that's really interesting. So, like your your first kinky BDSM experience, you were sort of the top, right? Right. So this is what I always forget, right? Mm-hmm. Because my first my first kinky experience was a dominant experience, mm-hmm. was a poly experience, mm-hmm. and was not instructed by anything. Yeah. Like I didn't know what kink was. I didn't know what kink quote-unquote should be there was no one true way bullshit that had even i was like a you know i was like pollyanna you know but that's probably the best way to to learn yeah no it was fantastic like and uh, the point is i wasn't trying to do anything technically difficult you know like i was scratching with my fingernails which ps i bite yeah so like they're not very dangerous right but the sensation was definitely you know exciting for both of us and like also for for two people who like I'm just stumbling into it and he's kind of going this must be like what kink feels like mm. you know like um it, you know and we're still friends yeah so you know it's I it always blows my mind kind of how totally natural that was and then I started like so so Tyr and I started dating and then I was like I should really read up on this kink stuff and I don't know what I read or what I did or like and I wish I knew yeah. because I think that so much of you know I don't I don't really consider myself a, a sexuality educator but I think that sexuality educators are awesome mm-hmm. um and you know if I can still claim like when I grow up I want to be a I want to I want to grow up to be a sexuality educator um Primarily to go and shake myself by the shoulders and be like, no, stop. You are being crazy right now. Because I thought that, um, you know, uh, Tyr had an interest in in being topped. And um, I didn't know, you know, the difference between topping and dominating. Like, he was kind of interested, but in in sort of like, I have a feel. I don't, I've never actually asked him this. Um, I have a feeling he got a lot of his information, like, from porn. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just like, oh, it'd be really hot to do this with someone, you know. And so he was like, you should totally dominate me. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? And then I, like, thought back to, you know, like, the Mel Brooks movies I've seen, right? Great source of of sexuality information. (laughs) And I thought... Like a lot of people do, then in order to be a dominant woman, which P.S. I was like, okay, time to go be a dominant woman. Yeah. First mistake um, was that I had to be, I had to dress in ridiculous clothing, um, which I know is like when when people around me started being like, you know what would be a great idea to have dominant women not dress in ridiculous clothing? And I was yeah. like, all for that. Um, so so it took me a really long time to kind of get comfortable. So with- those first times were you playing the role that you thought it was where you said you, you were I'm sure yeah. yeah I you know it's hard for me to remember a little sure. bit but like I kind of remember being like um because I because the other thing was that I um uh in in high school I did a lot of improv um or like more improv than other not a lot mm-hmm. anyway huh. um but so it so it meant that I had these very specific ideas about if you're like playing pretend you have to justify things. Like, you can't just be like, well, time to go off in my submarine. Like, you can't, yeah, yeah. you know, like, 
even even that is more justification than like, well, bye, and then leaving. So you, know? you would you would start your play before you would start playing with someone. You'd say, "What's my motivation here?" No, not like that. But like, um, no, but like that. I mean, that you that you you you. I know what you're saying. You're saying you wouldn't. You'd, you'd be saying to yourself, "Well, why would I tell him to get on the floor?" If I don't have a reason for him to get on the floor. Right. right. Or like, or like, why would I, like, why would I hit him? Yeah. If I don't ever, so I must be upset and, yeah. and I'm not a hitting person. So like, you know, or like, I guess what I mean is like in my, you know, normal everyday life, like it doesn't occur to me to hit people. Yeah. Like I never really like got in fist fights, you know, like as a kid or whatever. So exactly. like, so like, I must be really mad if I want to hit you. So boy, you are just the worst person, you know? Yeah. And that, yeah. so like that, you know, and, and. Of course, it's like classic, classic newbie mistakes. But at the time, I was like, this is a crazy big world. And I don't understand a damn thing. You know, or like, or, or like, we figured it out now. We figured it out. I don't, you know, I don't have to be mad. You know, and right. then and then the other thing, um, in case uh, you're not familiar with Tyr, Tyr is um, like twice my size. Um, he's, he's a very tall, strong person. Mm. And so I would want to like, fight with him and win and i could not do that mm. that is not a possible thing to do so it would always you know and and that like bothered me as an improv person yeah because i'd be like i have to fight with you and win and then like enjoy the spoils of my victory yeah can't do it you have to have already lost well, when like we come in oh right, you know? right i see what you're saying like and that's not no, no. Like I had all this shit that I wanted to, you know, put on it that it wasn't. You yeah, know, that yeah, like no. that just aren't, you know, and and yeah. So when you were first exploring, you were exploring mostly as a, a top or dominant at first? Um when Well, you, so here's the thing, right. right? So then I was like, oh, but there's this thing called switching and we can be switches. You know, or like I think it was even like, well, what if sometimes I'm dominant and sometimes you're dominant? What if what about that? Yeah. Because I was also like, but couldn't you could hit me too. That would be, you know, and so then, you know, there was kind of, you know, selling him on the idea that that was okay. And, you know, and, and so, but I really do want this. And, and, you know, that ended up getting complicated too. A lot of things get complicated. How how Um, did that get complicated? Because, um, so I think actually partially, and I know that this is like, I don't want to say it's the ultimate taboo, but like, I know that a lot of my interest in getting topped or rather in getting dominated um, that's a key distinction, I think, mm-hmm. um, came from a not great place. Really? Like I wanted to not be in charge of myself because mm-hmm. I was like not wanting to be in charge of myself. Yeah. Like my life. Yeah. Um, I have type one diabetes and was not taking very good care of it. Um, and like sort of insisted that I knew how, and I was going to do it just as soon as I finished writing this paper. And of course, you know, it never really materialized that yeah. I was actually doing that so we came up we came we saw this great class on behavior modification and we were like awesome here's the plan we are gonna behavior modify the shit out of you and (laughs) so you know as soon as you know you're gonna have to test your blood sugar five times a day and if you don't test your blood you know for every time that you there's complicated algorithms here for every time that you don't test your blood sugar per day you rank up you rack up 20 spanks Mm -hmm. and at the end of the week we'll cash you in you know so like if you've missed you know, X number of tests, then that means you have to get spanked like 20 X times. So here, herein lies the question. Do you identify the spanks that were punishment different from the spanks that you would normally enjoy? 
didn't understand the distinction. Right. At the time. Right. Too much of a noob. And like, or I don't want to, that's a little pejorative. I didn't really know myself that well. Sure. So, you know, he would spank me and I would weep. Yeah. Like, you know, and he wasn't, you know, this was not hot for him, but he was like, you know, and maybe it was hot for him. I don't know. But the point is like, he would kind of end that experience and I'd look up and be all teary and he'd be like, you're right there. And yeah, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, I get, you know, and it was, and like, it was so bad. Like after there, and then we like, couldn't figure out when to do it. And then it, there was like a month went by and I had like infinite spanks yeah. and we were like, all right, let's do this. And we really tried to, you know, muscle through and it just didn't, we were like, let's never do this again. Yeah. This is a terrible plan. And, and so then I like took a little break from, you know, from bottoming mm-hmm. because I kind of didn't really know where that was. And then I, you know, kind of found that I would go in like, you know, m- like months at a time going, yeah, I feel really toppy right now. Great. You know, I'm going to be super toppy. Oh, what's this feeling? Well, I guess I feel kind of bottomy. I don't know why. Oh, now I'm really bottomy. Now I'm in such yeah. a, you know, and I wouldn't really, you know, there wasn't really a lot of rhyme or reason to it. Um, but I, you know, I've been, I've been kind of, you know, especially in, in recent months, like trying to almost get my bottoming back and get my subspace back because it it like goes on vacation for long periods of time and that's fine yeah but you know my the more i understand how to be an adult the more my relationship to that changes because i realized that initially i just didn't want to be an adult Mm -hmm. and i wanted someone to say okay so you know tomorrow you will get up at 9 a.m and you like i wanted someone to like run my life yeah and you know non- like, like the part of me who wasn't super focused on kink was like, that's not a model for me that I, you know, that I would actually want to do in my life. But yeah. like, I would, I would dream about it, you know, or I would dream that I was going to get hauled off to boot camp. And by the end, I would like be in perfect control of my blood sugar, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but that, you know, that's not. No, that's not going to happen. Nope. Right? Nope. Continue talking a little bit about Conversivarium. You said uh-huh. the Ann Coulter thing. Oh, the For those people who don't know, C- CV is a, a student organization at Columbia. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of class. It's an education right? It's, it's an education group. Right. Um, it's so the so the way the the important thing here is that it's funded by the school. Yeah. Like it comes out of the activities fund. Like just like you would have the chess club. It's like you know the chess club and the knitting club and the you know college Republicans and the BDSM education group, mm-hmm. right? And it's specifically like you can't fuck there. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, it's, it's not a club. Hmm. How do I describe this? It's not like, it's not like the club. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to convey. Right, yeah. It's not paddles. Yeah. It's not like a play space. That's, right. you know, people, you know, will sometimes like, they'll, you know, they'll sometimes be like a rope workshop. And so everyone's like doing rope on each other, but it's not like people are then whipping it out and fucking right, right. there. Um, oh, trust and me. Actually, I went many times hoping that they'd say now's the time to whip it out. <laughs> Um, but, and actually when I, when I first started going, um, I remember my first meeting, which was a movie viewing. It was like, we were watching Quills. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I can't go in there. They'll know. <laughs> which is like so dumb because they're all kinky too. But like, yeah, it was one of no, those. No, no, it's a so, perfectly um, natural response. So, um, you know, and, and, and actually for, for a while meetings, like we would talk about like what it was safe to do. And they were all very buttoned up meetings. Like, like, 
it was like, you know, so you, you're playing with someone and this is how it goes and da da da. Um, but no one would be like, that's really hot. Yeah. You know? And actually for for a while, um, it you know, it took me a while to get over being shy about saying, like, yeah, that's really sexy. Like, I like just looked you in the eye saying that because like I'm like, can I do that without freaking out a little bit? Nope, no, it's cool. But like <laughs> but like it used to be that I'd be like I don't know. It's like because sharing my sexuality or like my thoughts on my sexuality with someone was so edgy for me, it's and very, now it's, it's like now I'm like, hi, right? I'm on a podcast. Yeah, it's, mm. it's 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 very unnatural though. It's, I mean, you in your day to day life, most people in their day to day life, they don't unless they're talking with a good friend or over beer or something like that. But most people don't have detailed conversation about their sex lives. True. And but like, I couldn't even like, someone would be like, oh yeah, Brad Pitt is really hot. And I'd be like, I'm going to go away. Like I, yeah. like I didn't know how to engage with that, yeah, yeah. you know? And so, and so, he, you know, here I was like at this, right. You know, sexuality discussion group. Yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, it was, it was a welcoming environment. It turns out, you know, mostly everyone was like fellow geeks it felt like a great safe space for me um and and then the following happened um so and i and i think cv has like records of this on their website um there was a reporter um who really had it in for the college Mm -hmm. um or for the university um and you know stuff about I think he, I think he was, you know, of a conservative bent and just wanted to, like, he called, he called, like, famously called the college the University of Havana North, no, you know, yeah. right, like, like, in big letters, like, yeah. it was suddenly this new thing, liberals at a university, my yeah. God, Holy right, cow. so, um, so he, you know, did all these, you know, did a bunch of political related articles, and then he decided to expose Columbia's seamy underbelly, yeah. so he wrote an article about how students were like getting it on in inappropriate ways including the track team's naked run which i have seen and it's like naked people running right shock right right but like for someone from you know the midwest that's like holy shit right but it's it's also a little bit like so you know about college age kids right like Eventually, you put enough of them in a group; they're going to want to run around naked. Yeah, but like, they're, they're you know they're they're specifically putting it in a way they're trying to tilt so it sounds like the the university is telling students they have to do this. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, in in a similar you know the naked run, um, students were hosting naked parties, which actually I never went to, but from what I understand, it was like kind of a really almost like nineteen seventies like consciousness raising experience for everybody that they were just like chilling at and like hooking up was not the point of the party yeah. that like i could be totally wrong but like as far as i'm aware it was like yeah we just like chill out and have a couple of beers and yeah. we're naked and yeah. you know it's like it's actually kind of nice yeah you know hey, and he was like really... shock right in the dorm rooms of columbia right um and the uh school newspaper the spectator had a sex columnist um who was from an orthodox jewish background right. um and he was very careful to like be like she's from this very religious background and she's throwing it all away to you know <laughs> right and it was like you know she wrote a column about blowjobs how insane that's you know, crazy like, yeah that's like, a form of sodomy right oh my god so um it wasn't that that but it was like very alarmist and so the you know the last thing was was cv and then it was like, and then he really had kind of a foothold because he was like, this takes place 
in a Columbia classroom building. So he kind of made it sound like it was a class as opposed to, you know, meaning like a class that you could get credit for, mm-hmm. like you could get your degree in like fucking. Right. And, um, and he made it sound like students were, I think he, he kind of implied like, you know, you know, it's sort of like, sort of like when you pan, you know, in the, in, you know, like a softcore movie where, not a softcore movie, but like where you pan into the fire. Yeah. You know, that's like, it's like, <laughs> yes. and then, you know, like I'll spare the reader my, my exactly. you know, like the graphic details of what happened next. Right. You know, um, and, uh, and he made very clear to state that this, um, that this organization was funded by the college. I mean, funded enough to buy ships at the meetings. That's it. Chips. Like, chips and Diet Holy Coke. Crap. Now, Diet he didn't Coke? say that part, but he was like, Oh my you know, god. Right. So um so that was the scandal. And uh and or really, you know, that wasn't such a huge deal. Um, but then there was a slow news day and Ann Coulter's show picked it up. Yeah. Um and she, you know, um kind of read like the talking points of his um of his section on C V. And he, she, he wrote the article. She did the news show. Yeah. Um, she also ran footage of like a foam party from some sort of warm weather university. Like, oh, it's very common. It was yeah. Okay. It was like all these students being like, foam party, foam party, like palm trees. Yeah, And she's like, these students at Columbia, blah blah blah. Same thing they did with the with Wisconsin. Yeah. Right. They did the same thing. The protesters with palm trees in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that made me think of that. Um. And she said some really terrible things. Like what? Um, she said, well, for, I mean, first of all, she like, you know, even misunderstood what we were talking about, like even more than he did because yeah. she was, just, you know, she was like, well, I think it's really terrible that anyone thinks that they have to go to a sex club to meet someone, not a sex club. Like the way you think it is yeah. a sex club, yeah. you stupid butt face. Oh, of course. Um, uh, I feel really bad for the women who who go to this club they're probably not your lookers yeah. was what she said um and then she said you know i want to do a statistical study of the women who go to this club and find out how many of them grew up under the same roof as their fathers and at that point i was like i must start a revolution like yeah. like oh god i was furious and um i was one year out of school sarah was two years out of school and she and I were living around the corner from each other and we had an emergency meeting um, where we were, you know, going to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that is the beginning of the story of how I came out to my family. Right. For a second and then came right back in. So how did this how did this happen? Oh, because I decided that I was going to make a media statement right. or something, you know, or like whatever we were going to do. I think we had just had a class on um, on coming out. Um and so, you know, and coming out as um, not just, you know, as something to like, you know, be proud of, but coming out as like a political statement, and, you know, and it, and I was pretty fired up. Yeah. You know, I was like, you know, it might not be a bad idea. Like, I'm really close with my family. You know, it felt really weird that there was this part of my life that I was hiding from them or, or if not hiding then like just not being yeah. super talkative about. Um, and I was like, well you know, in light of this Ann Coulter thing, this is utter bullshit. And so we've really got to say something. And so if it's me who's saying something, then, you know, I should probably tell my family so that they don't find out from the media. Right. Right. 
These are conversations you have with yourself in the shower that aren't really based in reality. But um, so I called home and I said, I have something very important I want to talk to you about. And I said, don't tell dad. Right. (laughs) Um, But I'm kinky. And I um, think that, uh, you know, I'm I'm really excited to share this with you. And I I don't remember exactly what I said, but uh, uh, my mom said, you know, well, I know that you're doing this in response to some kind of trauma. So um, I hope you get over that. And this makes me really uncomfortable. And I, you know, and of course I realized like, oh, crap, I outed my boyfriend too. Oh, yeah. She was like, I'm really uncomfortable with the idea that he hits you. And I was like, oh, don't worry, mom. I hit him too. Yeah. And she was like, that does not help. Yeah, yeah. And we've. she was like, don't yeah, yeah. tell me about this. She didn't actually say that, but like we've never spoken of it again. Yeah. Not one time. So I guess coming out isn't for everyone. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the moral of that story is, but... But you said... I wasn't like excoriated. I was not kicked out, you know, or yeah, like... Yeah. But, you know... But uh, so after the Ann Coulter thing, you said that the, the number of people... Joining and going to there were class? there were so many other people who didn't know that CV existed, yeah. and so because it's like awkward to like put posters up. I don't I don't yeah, yeah. I actually don't really know what the reason was, but I do know that part of the reason that the story got picked up on campus so much because you know Columbia is not really. Um, not really a stranger to you know occasionally people freaking out about the fact that there's a bunch of liberals there right um is that there was a a blog that was that had recently started called blog which is um the blog of the blue and white which is a kind of a not a newspaper more like a magazine um and uh and it was really witty and it was also really um like one of the things that they started doing was posting where free food was they'd be like third floor learner hall sandwiches they're kind of gross but if you need lunch you know like and and so that obviously was like a big hit you know and um and they started being kind of like like gawker in its day or Mm -hmm. something um i don't know what the culture of it is like now but you know they there was that big drug bust up at up at columbia and they were like all over that Mm -hmm. you know breaking news you know and it's the kind of thing where like you've got access to a computer network you know a strong computer network all the time yeah. you know when you're up at all hours of the night because you're a college student so it's this really really powerful blog and when um when the Coulter thing broke you know it was like Ann Coulter is a butthole mm. again mm-hmm. this time creepily like about this article that happened oh and the other thing that I didn't mention is this reporter he actually attended a bunch of CV meetings undercover quote unquote he just like wore a tweed blazer and said he was a professor and that he was academically interested and right. we were like alright you know and so you know, now at every at every meeting, hopefully, I haven't been in a while. It's bad. I should go. Um, uh, you know, someone gets up and says, "If you are planning to write about this, would you please talk to us?" Yeah. Because we're happy to talk to you, um, but we'd like to know. But you know, because that way I won't talk about my like you know deep dark secrets if you're going to write about them. My roommate at the time, um, who who is not kinky, um, was like was leaving the house that morning and was like. Maya and Coulter called you ugly on television and left. And right. I was like, what? That's crazy. That's the worst thing you can say. That's so horrible. But I think, I, but you know, in the spirit of like, this is totally weird, you know, like, oh, and it was me. That's the other thing was that, um, I, I keep leaving things out. Um, I, I didn't actually demo bottom, but like it was, uh, it was one of Dove's classes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think that section of the article started with, like, I am Dove and these are my toys, mm-hmm. said the guy mm-hmm. at the front of the classroom. Um, and uh, 
And he had been teaching a class on flogging and sort of had asked for someone to jump up and be a body just yeah. so that he could go and you know this is the spine and you don't want to hit on the spine yeah. and these are the kidneys you know and so I did that and then he was you know he was like is it okay if I hit you with this you know and so I sort of was like Erzat's not really demo bottoming yeah. you know but so the um the way that I got my my um my now defunct I'm just going to officially call it defunct I should make it officially defunct my defunct blog yeah. um name which is Squeals of Delight, is from that article because it was like, this poor student like squirmed under the under the terrible lash of this of this horrible sadist, you know, <laughs> and emitted squeals of delight punctuated with occasional yelps of pain. And I was like, they wrote about me in the paper right. for being a perv. <laughs> like, that's crazy. In like some sort of deconstructionist sense, I'm famous. Um, and then I was like, they actually did, like, like, like by that logic, Ann Coulter did call me ugly that's horrible. on TV. And I was like, and I was like, you're a jerk. But actually what really pissed me off was the, was the like, you know, like they must be product of broken homes, yeah, yeah. you know? And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Bite me, like, uh, and that we sent her a Valentine. Oh, you did. Um, we sent her a Valentine because because people found out about you know because like it got picked up on TV. Um, I'm sure you know it, it must have gotten picked up on blog, and so then, you know, there's this whole little puff piece about that, and people are like, oh, interesting. I didn't know, you know, oh, you know, next Monday in Hamilton Hall, you say, well, I guess I have to go to yeah. that, and so then like people started showing up because they were curious, and people stayed. Yeah, which was so cool. You know, it's interesting. Um, I, had a, I had a friend tell me, you know, a friend who had recently come out as gay and was dealing with sort of kind of fallout from mm-hmm. that because his family is pretty conservative and he was still not out to them. And, you know, and he was kind of like, well, now you care because it's yeah. about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I was like, ouch, fair point. Yeah. All right. This is, this is, this is a perfect question for you. Okay. Uh, this is from uh, someone on Form Spring, right? Okay. Uh, I'm a single s- sub sexy girl. Okay. Whoa, hey, there you go. Confident too. Alliterative. Uh, no. Uh, I find it difficult to bring up my sexuality when meeting new guys without them thinking I'm just a big slut. Do you have any tips on how not only to be seen as solely as a sex object, but making it clear that my sexuality is very important? Oh gosh. Um. I have felt this way before. But like so briefly that I feel un- unqualified. Like I'm, I feel like a lucky bastard. Like that, you know. I'm like I had to do that one time, and I didn't really have to do it. Um, so ah, oh, now I feel like an asshole. Well, okay. no, just because Let, you haven't. Um, I mean, you can still give advice, even though you know. Um, well, it. I mean, so from the way the crest question, from the way the question is phrased, it sounds like she's meeting guys like out at a bar you know or like or like out and about like not at a munch or at a place where to say hey guess what so i have this sexuality thing about me um isn't assumed um which is i would say the only sort of like this is a sex club quote-unquote element of cv that there that there really is is that you don't really need to ask, like, so are you, a, like, a like of an alternative sexuality at all? Like, yeah. that that one's taken care of, yeah. which is nice. Um, well, she's got kind of an advantage, which is that, you know, pop culture kind of backs her up. You know what I mean? Like, like, um, 
because, you know, we expect women to be submissive. We expect mm. women to, you know, I, I, I'm having trouble answering this one in a very See, good way. Here, here's, this is my, in, my inclination on how, how to answer it is to go on a couple dates with a dude, right? Mm-hmm. Non-sexual, go to bed by the third date, you know, have sex by the third date, if that's what you feel you, uh-huh. you want to do, and then kind of test the water. But then the next, like, the... Have like a lot of sex after the third day. If you like the guy, have a lot of sex, right? And then you can kind of test the waters at that point. But you, you have that barrier beforehand. So it's it's kind of assumed that, okay, this is not... Now, I know I know that there's a lot of people who don't want to have to go through all the trouble of putting up with someone that they're not sure if they're kinky or not. And then uh-huh. if they're not, then... But right. you have the benefit of, you know, the fact that you can... You can do this, right? If you're, if you're, especially if you're a girl, it's the, there's less pressure on, let's say, a girl to say pay for dinner, right? Mm-hmm. This is why when I was single, I would tell them before we even met. You know, if we were like it was like an online dating thing, mm-hmm. or if we met very soon, I'd say, listen, uh, this is not all of who I am. I just want to tell you right now, I'm kinky and da 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 da, and that way I wouldn't have you know spent the money. I I don't know if I necessarily agree with your like you should totally have a lot of sex after the. I mean, have as much sex as you want to have. Sure, um, but. It's certainly not, I mean, you are not going to, like, scare the shit out of someone by saying, like, I really like it when you spank me. Could we try? I mean, like, there are, there is a really nice list of things that you can try with someone that, you know, even someone new that, you know, it's like, oh, can you blindfold me with your tie? You know, like, something like that. That's, that's, you know, or I really like it when you dig your fingernails in. Something that's, like... It's like level one of of topping. Yeah. And if they're like, you can tell if they're into it, A. And B, and you can also, there, there are like a number of these things that you can do while you're making out. So you like don't have to be fucking in order to like figure this out. And... And, and then the, kind of go from there. And then, and then yeah, maybe, you know, by the, by the third or fourth date or, you know, once you kind of, you know, kind of have a foot in the door, so to speak, you can say... You know, and this is, of course, the classic Dan Savage, like, don't tell them, like, you have cancer. Tell them, like, it's their surprise party. Like, yeah. surprise, guess what? I really, really like sex. Well, see, here's, here, I can see a problem, though. That this this would be a problem that more women would have than men, I think. Which is what? Is that um, if a woman says to a guy, let's say if you, you're on a date with a guy, mm-hmm. and then if you say, if you kind of test the waters by saying something about tying me up or spanking because it's all very mm-hmm. level one, there's a lot of guys who aren't kinky who will gladly who do, will the do level, level one, but like level will, two is like, uh, and level it, three is like, oh my right. God. They'll do yeah. level one, even if they could care less just because they want to get laid, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of guys who will do level one. Mm-hmm. So maybe the thing is, is to kind of joke about level one or bring up level one and also maybe joke about level two. Maybe do a little level two, you know. I'm, right. I have no idea because right. how I guess that's the question is how does she know that this guy's not saying yes because he's interested as opposed mm-hmm. to saying yes just because you know he wants to get laid and so he's well yeah sure I'll spank you whatever so mm-hmm. I'm I think it's and so so the other thing is that the question is phrased like how can I talk about this without people thinking that I'm a huge slut yeah right and that's tough because I don't I have like no familiarity with people who are like into slut shaving yeah you know except like as a like planned activity yeah. that they that they like list on their interests on fet life it's kind of tough you know but i mean it's not bad to like what you like of course it's just not you know and it, it, and of course you know like 
don't hurt anyone, but it doesn't sound like you're going to. It also kind of maybe sounds like, too, like she might be meeting people. Maybe she's bringing it up very early on in the conversation. And so all these guys think of her as uh, as just someone for sex and not relationship. Maybe that, I mean, that could be it, too. We really don't. We'll have maybe she can write in and kind of. Yeah. You know, de- de- you know more details. Um, here's another, you want another question? Yeah, sure. How do I explain my desire to inflict pain on others when my girlfriend is not especially into pain? With, <laughs> without cheating on her. How can I explore it without cheating on her? Um, so this question is like a this is your life question. Because that happened. Um, so that's amazing. Whoever you are, mysterious, form spring, sadist... You, it's like you're looking into my life. Um, Tia really likes hurting people. Um, I don't really like getting hurt mm-hmm. at the level that he really likes hurting people. Yeah. So we're Polly, um, and that took a while to sort of happen, um, and to sort of happen in a way that we both could breathe easy about. Um, that may not be your style. Um, it, sounds like, it sounds like he he's saying. Without cheating on her, in, in his mind, just without finding someone else to do it. Is there really no way to do it? Um, Other than finding someone else to do it? I don't know. I mean, okay. First of all, so this is, so this is the, I'm, I'm just trying to sound like it's, I'm like, it's the price of admission, you know, like, <laughs> right? right? Um, maybe this is a question of, of slow acclimation with your girlfriend. Um, because, like, I find... You know, like, I can take more pain on my back, say, than I can on my chest. And, you know, and it, and it could be, like, a getting used to it sort of a thing or, like, slow ramping up sort of, a, sort of a thing. And if that means that, like, you kind of don't get your pain rocks off for a while, like, you know, is that okay with you? Like, are, you know, is that, is that something that, that you're good with? Um, that's, it's a question because it's, because it's, you gotta be with someone where the sex works for you and the sex works for your partner. And like, if that isn't really connecting, then like, you should think about that. Um, it's it's, like, that's an important way to have your needs met. It's not secondary. Well, that's it. And that's another question is that, so had you and your partner not gone poly, can Uh you imagine situations where he could have gotten you warmed up to a, 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 position or a point or something like that or done a specific thing that would have helped in you taking more pain than normal oh that's like a project that's currently happening oh okay you know um and like it's slow you know right um but yeah like i i want to i want to acclimate myself to taking more pain i think you know talk about service bottoming yeah like you know that and believe me like it's not necessarily the greatest thing for my brain so that is super slow instead yeah. because i'm like you know there are certain times that i'm like okay um so i'm really begging you to hurt me so that i can be a good partner to you okay this does not sound like a great situation i'm gonna not right now no. not this week not this month like you know let me ask you something, so I, yeah because I, I, I think I, i'm in sort of a similar situation as you are that i'm uh I consider myself a masochist, but I'm not as big of a masochist as sought as a sadist, uh-huh. right? She's much bigger sadist than I am a masochist. Does that make you feel like, oh, I can take this? Like, I just got to do oh, this. Oh, th- yeah. yeah. And, and you know, I've gotten myself into major shit. And I've yeah. like, you know, I mean, 
it's been like you know some painful times where yeah. I'm like, do this for the love of God, like just beat the shit out of me. Wait, don't. Right. You know, like, and then it's like, well, you know, and, and you've got all this energy there, and you've got all this like, you know, it's like you're horny, but you're angry, but you're like, and you don't really know what's going on, and and so then it's like really intense, and then you have to go drink some water and watch some cartoons. Right. Like, well, and it's like like that. Like there there have been many times when I've craved. Like that sound would beat the hell out of me. And I realized that, so that she her can vision get her of hell off. is different than my vision of hell, you uh-huh. know? And, but, you know, we can still get to a certain point and it's, you know, but I also realized that, you know, she's, you know, she's played with people who you could drive a, you know, a Mack truck over their head and they'd be like, ah, is that all you got? Only one Mack truck? You right. Know? Yeah, exactly. And, okay. Well, I'm not alone in that, but you know, at the same time. And I think a lot of people... Are, are like that, you right. know? And there's a, and I mean, and do you know what the kicker is? Hmm. I'm a worse sadist than I am a masochist. Like, I get, I can dish out more, and I'm perfectly happy to, and delighted to dish out so, more pain so than I can So you're doing something to someone, and you're like, boy, I'm glad I'm not you. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, and, and, and in a certain sense, I'm like, yep, I'm going to be a dick right now. And like, that's, you know, I'm like, ha, you know, like. I'm like, well, I'm, I must be doing something right, you know, because I'm giving more pain than I can take. That's hilarious. And I, you know, like, and and so you know, it is what it is. But um, so to this form spring person, like, okay, so play may not necessarily need to have sex in it. No, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, are you, you know are you cool with like going to a play party and like beating the shit out of somebody else and then and then grabbing a girlfriend and going and fucking the shit out of her because you're like so you know heated up over this great do that you know and it's and at that point like it's just about taking it slow in communication i know people who do that yeah. yeah yeah there's like nothing else to say other than that but it but it is a real thing that exists and like it's important for you to know that it's okay to dish out that amount of pain and to, or like it's okay to want to dish out that amount of pain. You're not wrong in thinking that. And she's not wrong in not wanting to get yeah. Mack trucks driven over her all the right, time. Right, right. Like that's also fine. Yeah. Um, And then it's just kind of work with it, you know, and maybe like maybe you guys aren't the best for each other or maybe you'll go poly. Yeah. Like or who knows? Or maybe one day she'll wake up and she'll. Well, this is not a good way. You shouldn't think, you know, maybe that maybe one day, 10 years from now, this person will wake up and be, things will be different. That's not a, maybe a good way to look at things. But, um, <laughs> this was really fun. This was really fun. Yeah. And were you nervous? I was definitely nervous. Why were you nervous? Um, because of the, because of the transcripting incident. Oh, because, because you. Because I, because I was like, I'm just going to talk a whole bunch of bullshit that doesn't make any sense to But you don't have to transcript this, right? Nope. But you were you were nervous because you had a previous experience with a podcast type of thing. No, not well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's but it's also that I and I am often made fun of for this for for mixing metaphors and for I I was saying to somebody I was saying to some but like mixing metaphors that don't make sense in the real world like like I was trying to tell somebody that I was running errands all day and that I was hurrying a lot and I was saying like yeah I was William Tell overturing a lot today or something and like that means running around and going I totally get that you get that you know what the William Tell overture is the people I was talking to were like uh-huh. You know what? People who don't what? understand your metaphors, they're like, it's like they're driving a Danish down the street. <laughs> you know what? Screw them. Yes, they can that's go to hell. exactly the, yes, in their Danish mobile. Right. It's like they're waxing a dolphin with a monkey, you know? <laughs> they can just go to hell. Amazing. No, but ser- seriously, thank you so much for doing this. I'm glad you had fun. Thank 
Thank you. And I hope you do it again in the future. Yeah, totally, yeah, totally. Cool. I think Ann Coulter has, no one's ever mentioned Ann Coulter in a sex positive podcast before. I think this is the first time. Thank you again to Maya and thank you for downloading. Uh, if you have suggestions on how to improve the podcast, massacast at gmail.com. Massacast.com, of course, if you want to just leave a comment or submit your own form spring question. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.